You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to Rebellion, the Star Wars Rebels Mobcast. I'm your host, Scotty White, and across the desk to me is... Ethan Young. It's gonna be back. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> We've just had some 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 life. Life, right? Yeah. And uh, but thank you for uh, holding the fort down while I was going to Atlanta. Uh, that was my my pleasure. And uh, Alyssa enjoyed it. Uh, Alyssa did have a good time with it, even though uh, she pretty much hate watched the whole episode. She really did. <laughs> so uh, if you want to hear an interesting things I didn't know about last episode, when I listened to last episode, the things I didn't know about Alyssa was that she had never seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe not the best guest host, but I think it turned out to be the best guest host because she's not seen it. Right. It was a very fresh <clears throat> experience for her. So for our fans out there, we're going to do, uh, you know, if, if you listen to the network, we do a show called Bros, Booze, and uh, Movies. And uh, we usually pick weird little things, uh, odd films, just stuff I, you know, really, as I like it, I got friends who've never seen. Well, we're going to do a special version in the next coming weeks. We're going to do a Star Wars edition. I'm going to use the Star Wars fan cut from um, Edwin from Britain. Uh, it's uh, uh, Star Wars Revisited. That's the cut I'm going to use. But that, we're going to have Alyssa come watch it. So she'll, that's her first take on Star Wars. We'll be at this beautiful, pristine cut of, the, of A New Hope. And so look forward to that. That's going to be awesome. I am I am looking forward to that. It should endlessly. be a good time. So how did you like the new dubstep music? That was awesome. <laughs> so uh, it's spe- a special music for a special day because it's it's Empire, Empire day. day. All hell our glorious Empire uh, Emperor Palpatine, uh, who ended the Clone Wars and saved us from annihilation. I guess. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I try not to think about Revenge of the Sith often. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting um, about uh, Empire Day. A fun thing about Empire Day. <laughs> fun facts about Empire Day. Fun facts about Empire Day. Um, if you notice the news tickers that happened today of, of the uh, Empire <clears throat> Palpatine. I did. Those are all file <coughs> hollows of him as he is younger and more handsome. Right. I did notice because... Um, they don't want to show <clears throat> him as being weak and feeble. They wanted to show him as being young and strong and powerful. So they use the older footage. Ah, I, I got you. I got you. That made sense. Um, let's go into the synopsis and then some trivia because we can talk about some of this stuff. Um, uh, today's episode is written um, uh, it's directed by Stephen G. Lee. Who, who, him and Dave Fellini is pretty much writing directing all of these. And uh, I don't see who was written, but this episode is written for Writing, oh, there's everybody. It's written by Henry Gilroy, wrote the episode itself. So, there we go. Go him. Go him. All right, so, <clears throat> prologue. Ships uh, hover on Lothal as Sabine, Hera, and Zeb sneak into the bar. Kanan is training Ezra uh, how to connect with another being. That being turns out to be a Lothcat. Turns out Lothcats don't like to be connected when Padawans are distractive. Lothcats are cute. Lothcats are cute. They are cute. Ezra does not like Empire Day. Um, Ty, Ty's land on Lothal, which caused uh, Kanan and Ezra to go check things out. Act 1. Ezra and Kanan run to the bar. Ty pilots are harassing a Rodian. Apparently, the Empire has its own cable network, and you're required to show it 24-7. I, I assume everywhere, or at least in the bar. Um, uh, Gal Travis, the um, senator in exile, interrupts the broadcast and says, Boycott Empire Day! Um, Lothal's under a blockade because they're looking for this Rodian. Ezra wants to be alone. He has a sad... Uh, he runs uh, back to his little tower. <clears throat> Hat, hears his mom's voice in his head, then his dad, about standing up for the people. Um, Ezra knows where the Rodian is. Um, so there is a parade because it's Empire Day, and the our group minus Ezra are going to cause some fun on them. And the parade is consisting of... Uh, Imperial walkers and ground transport troops, and you know it's it's kind of like a, a Russian or Korean 
like old school kind of like we're a communist parade. That's kind of what it reminded me of. They show off a new time. Uh, Zeb and Sabine throw fireworks in the sky, literally. Uh, Kanan apparently loves Empire Day and or blowing up ties. He's a little of both. Ties get blown up. Um, Ezra, um, Ezra leads the gang away to what is to be his house. Zeb wants to shoot Agent Callus, um, but, um, they shoot the Inquisitors. What I think about this episode is like, a, it's like a who's who of everybody we've seen. All the, all the, all the yeah. Imperials are all showing up in here. It's like, oh, by the way, the Imper- Empire's greatest hits are, <laughs> uh, act two. Um... Uh, the Spectre group has to split up because they're trying to find their way to the ghost. Um, the Imperial leaders are all like, rah, 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 we got to catch people. <laughs> uh, here's where Ezra leads the group to his old house. <laughs> they find Sibo, um, the Rodian, who apparently has known the bridges for a very long time. And he's got a computer attached to his head, a la Lobot. <laughs> uh, and his brain is scrambled. <laughs> um... We find out that uh, Empire Day happens to be Ezra's birthday. He has a sad. His parents were taken by the Empire uh, eight years ago. The uh, the Bridges, uh, Ezra's family, used to send um, anti-Empire uh, broadcast under in their from their basement. Um, the Empire is coming, so the Kanan and Sabib steal a Imperial Grand Tour uh, Grand Transport. A true transport and uh, get Sibo aboard, and they're trying to drive away. Oh no, Imperial Blockade! <laughs> Act oh three. no, Imperial Blockade! <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Oh no, Imperial Blockade! Um, Act three. Sabine don't care about no blockade. She's gonna just gun it, <laughs> and she does. It does like no damage to the transport. It, well, there was a lot of alarm going on. Right, but it's like, the Empire's useless. Um, Imperials, Imperials take chase. Um, Callus is uh, also on chase, uh, is leading the chase, and he calls the Inquisitor for help. Um, the Inquisitor has a badass tie helmet. <laughs> uh, he, he leads a bunch of ties after the Ghost uh, and, and the um, Spectre crew. Um, Callus... Um, for the first time, I think in the whole series so far, Imperials jump upon uh, uh, Imperials jump upon the the, the troop transport, and actually win a couple of fights. They they kind of beat up uh, Ezra, knock him down. They kind of beat up Kanan, and I think Kanan's the only way he gets out of it is by using the Force. <laughs> I think he would have lost that hand to hand combat. That was kind of neat. Um, uh, the Ghost joins the fight. Uh, Chopper's at the guns. Chopper's not a jerk <laughs> in this episode, so we don't see a lot of them. So it's no, no, be a jerk when we don't see a lot. Right. Of them. Um, basically, uh, the the ghost comes in, swoops in, saves everyone. There's a quick little kind of a lightsaber, whatever. I forgot what the Zev's weapon is, the his people's weapon that um, Callus has. I'll look it up in a minute. But um, they have that, a brief little fight and. Kanan kind of flies, leaps, force leaps to the ghost and they escape. Um, Ties are chasing uh, the ghost as it's trying to escape. Um, uh, Chopper gets hit. He's shot. And um, the ship is shaken up and Ezra and Sibo knock heads together, which kind of unscrambles Sibo's head. And he's like, oh no, I know you, Ezra Bridger. And he's like, and then he starts speaking Rodian and... Ezra doesn't speak Rodian, but apparently Sabine speaks everything, and Sabine's like, oh yeah, he says he knows what happened to your parents. To be continued! True. Yay! You're up! <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked this episode. It was a good one. Um, I, The Empire News Network, that's amazing. The ENN. The ENN. Yeah, the ENN News Network. Well, it would that would be... E-N-N-N. So does that make does that make Ted Turner the does that make the Emperor Ted Turner is what my what my question? Um, we're gonna go with yes. Okay, so <laughs> because if this show, if you've listened to the show, you know the show is nothing but tangents. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So, so so I'm gonna start with it. Right. Go ahead. If there is an E N N, is there an E N T? 
at an EBS. <laughs> yes. ENT knows drama. <laughs> ENT knows drama. I like it. I like it. Uh, for those who listen from outside of the country, TNT and uh, TBS are Turner Broadcasting uh, stations that that are uh, they're cable stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the U.S. cable stuff. U.S. cable crap. And so, way to do that inconspicuously. I'm I'm thirsty. Sorry, I'm opening. It's early. We usually do these later. I know. <laughs> it's an early podcast for us. I am. I am. Because it's going up today. It's like yep. I'm like we're recording and I'm I'm, I'm literally putting it up in a minute. I'm, I'm fighting to stay awake. Uh, some interesting facts, if you will. Yes. Um, you the old Joe Joes. We're gonna we're gonna call him that. J H O apostrophe S Joes. Yeah, we're going to. Pit stop is the heart of a small outpost formerly known as Jothal, or Jothal, located Jothal. far from the capital city. That is where they're first at. Right. That is the first at. Um, you will see. Old Joe's Pit Stop, he recycles a lot of Clone War era junk. Mm-hmm. So if you if you if you have a keen eye, you will see the nose cone of a Crumb Bomber gunship, Ooh. which is a Clone War style bomber. It's it's kind of up in the corner, kind of like plastered against the wall. And then there's also a Clone War helmet behind the bar. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's I, I noticed that for actually the first time I, I watched this is I was like, wait, that that was a that was a gunship and that's a clone war helmet. So apparently he collects a lot of this junk. Um I wonder if there's like an Empire eBay. Probably. <laughs> or you I mean you can see a picture of it right there. It's Oh, you sure can? Yeah. So um obviously, um I don't know how to call. I don't know what his name is. Uh, Athorian. He's an Athorian. Yeah. Athorian yeah. obviously can't speak basic, so he has to have a translator. Their physiolo- physiology cannot he, prevents them from speaking basic. I guess he is old. He's old Joe. He is old Joe. Old oh, Joe is the Athorian. Okay. Yeah. Played by D. D. Uh, D Bradley Baker, who also played uh, the voice of uh, Ezra's dad, Ephraim. Very really? good in this. Yeah. Cool. IMDb. So <laughs> thank you, IMDb. <laughs> right, because because Joe old, owns the bar. Old Joe owns the bar. He, he has to be able to speak J- basic, so he has to wear a translator. What I guess they that? don't have tongues. I don't know. I don't know what prevents them from not being able to speak basic. Well, you can't speak basic, and they have tongues. Yeah, but they kind of, Athorians kind of gargle. To my knowledge, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I've never really heard of Athorians speak. Well, they're they're in the um. Uh, Cantina of the four uh, of Star Wars Episode Four. Yes, they are. And you hear him talk. Well, in the recuts, you hear him talk. No, oh, and it's know. kind of a it's kind of a gargle. I did not know that. Um, yeah. When uh, he uh, they made an action figure of him back in the day, and then he wasn't known as an Thorian. He was known as a, they called him Hammerhead. Makes sense. Looks like a hammerhead shark. Yeah. Thing, so I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Very neat. Pretty interesting workaround. And obviously, you have the, like I mentioned before, the um, uh, the file, the old halos, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. you want to call them. Hollows, yeah. Hollows. I, th- I, I thought that was interesting because I noticed it was like, wait a minute, that's not what he's yeah. said. Because I remember in episode three, he's all like, the Jedi have disfigured me, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. <laughs> no, they want they to they make him out to be like younger and stronger because. Though he is, spoiler alert, Sith Lord. Um, <laughs> oh no! I know. <laughs> and he's like super powerful and whatnot. Looking that old and feeble mm-hmm. will portray weakness, and they don't want to do that. So that kind of makes sense. It's kind of like why you never see the pictures of, you know, the pictures of Stalin are when he is young. Right. And the same thing with Castro, of him yeah. young and strong and powerful. You don't get the pictures of them old, weak, and feeble. Right. Because it's just, it's about maintaining that power. I thought that was interesting. And, oh, this is my favorite thing. And I was telling Scotty this earlier, and we both got a pretty hearty chuckle out of this. The news ticker underneath the Empire Day broadcast tells of a tragic story in which residents of the Boo Boo Farm were attacked by rabid Lothcats. Oh, poor, poor Lothcats. 
I love loft cats. I'd, I'd have one. Now I'd, you know, I'd, I'd take one. Now we know that there's rabies on Lothal. Uh, yeah, or some sort of... Or rabies in Star Wars. <laughs> there's or some sort of... Um, I kind of want to make Cujo with loft cats now. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> I like loft cats. I think they're cute and they're fuzzy and I would take one home with me. I, um... It would probably eat my face off, but it'd be totally worth it. The things I thought was strange is that um, they have TIE fighter pilots um, interrogating or looking for this Rodian, and they're like, and and so that to me doesn't seem like in their wheelhouse of things that they do. Well, you can kind of tell because how horrible they are at it. The Rodian they're looking for is green. (laughs) The Rodian that they interrogate is yellow. Yellow? Maybe they're like me and they're colorblind. I was it, either either colorblind. Maybe or, they don't see color, man. Ma- Why do you have to bring race up? Maybe they're colorblind. Maybe they're just racist. <laughs> that was I a, I, either way, they were no, horrible a, at their job. That was an episode two. George of just in distress. That's some, that was our Rosa Parks episode. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, stormtroopers are either ter- or racist or colorblind and or terrible at their job. The Empire is pretty much terrible at their job. Yeah. But, well, of course, we know we the Outer Rim Theory. Yeah, Outer Rim Theory, Outer Rim Theory. <laughs> and I, also, I think I think um, it's because, um, I guess, this this one Rodian is so important that there's everyone who's, I mean, I bet they got the janitor looking for him. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Knocking on their janitor. Is there a Rodian in there? <laughs> no. Mop in the floor, guys. Leave me alone. Um, Ezra's all moody this episode, and... Uh, I just wanted to like get over it, kid. But then you find out why. And then I'm like, oh god, you get a pass. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at first I'm just like, yeah. In the whatever. begin, in the beginning, when he's doing the Jedi training and he's just all like, pissy. And why? I was like, oh, do we? No, no. And then, oh, I get it. I get what they're doing. And so, yeah, I did like the uh, when the Loth guy wouldn't cooperate. He's like, give me your lightsaber. I'll show you how. Kanan's all like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, you definitely get to see um, Ezra kind of toying with the dark side emotions. Right, and see, I guess that's with why... this episode. And I guess that's, that's a reason why you want to start training younger, so you can have a better grasp on teenage angst. Yeah. I mean, if all aliens follow what we do when we're teen, we go, you know... You know, we go through hormone changes and stuff, and we just become just moody, moody and annoying, and yeah. and, and just what whatever it is in pu- puberty. I guess if you've got like five or six years of like, oh no, if sometimes there are babies are like thirteen years of Jedi training before you go through you go through puberty. All right, right. And so I wonder how many teenage Sith lords are running around. Well, I think I think if you if you were to train early enough, you would you would instill in them. At a young age, the necessity for peace mm-hmm. and tranquility within yourself. Right. So then you become in tune with everything around you. Right. So as a teenager, you would be more inclined to be able to meditate and keep your emotions in right. check. But I agree with you. How many how many teenage have like thirteen to thirteen to eighteen Sith Lords are <laughs> running around running around going, with- I'm evil! <laughs> <laughs> Or just those four sensitive guys who just get like like Ezra, who's obviously four sensitive, yeah. kind of f- fell through the cracks. And so if he didn't have Jedi training, then does it like, I mean, is how? he just lightning striking everyone? Right. It's like, well, I just figured out how to do this. This is fun. Go to the prom with me. <laughs> you will go to the prom with me. You know. You will go. To, I like that. That's that's. <laughs> I wish I had the force now. Back in high school, you will go to the prom with me. <laughs> I wonder how Alyssa would feel about that. I'm just saying. Eh, she'd get over it. <laughs> or not. Um, Luckily, she doesn't listen to this podcast often, so uh, she'll never know. No, you never know. She might start. Yeah, she might. <laughs> the The thing I liked was the, or the thing I noticed was during the, the Imperial Parade was cool. Yes, I love how they took the the Imperial March and made it a march. Yes, it was really, it really. Because I, I, I heard it, and I was just like, yes. Yes, that is nice. I like it as an actual march. Mm-hmm. It worked. But what I really appreciated was the fact that it was literally, and I mentioned this in the synopsis, but a who's who of all the, the, the villains we have seen this yeah. episode. Well, Imperial villains, not none of them. But we had, we had Agent Callus, the Inquisitor shows up this episode. Uh, we have um, uh, Minister Tua. Yeah. 
uh, who um, who also voiced uh, Ezra's mom, Mira. Yeah. And uh, so it was, it's like, hey, oh, and um, oh, what's the um, Tonda Areska who's who's been in a couple episodes? Yeah. And so it's like, hey, these are all evil, and we're all together. Well, I mean, Empire Day is kind of like, you know. For us, it's kind of like Independence Day. Right, exactly what it is. And so, and I understand why they were there. I like, the, I appreciate the attention to detail to bring them all together for this episode. Yeah. Well, I also think it's, it's it kind of makes sense, too, because it's, you have, I, I think that Lothal is kind of a major hub in this corner of the galaxy. Like well, it's a it's a it's, it's a big city for an outer rim planet. Right. And f- well, what I what I well, what we learned in this episode is that the, there's they're building ties on here. Right. So it's now an industrial center. Right. Which kind of makes sense why they're in a former episodes they're coming in and taking people's farms. Right. They need places. They need factories. Right. Factory locations. I I kind of made that connection kind of early on in this when they brought out the brand spanking new TIE fighter and they're like made on the thaw and I'm right. like that's why they're taking people's farms they right. need they need space to put factories down and it was a they, they called it a TIE advance it's not the TIE advance that we know yeah um, well obviously not because it blew up no 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 I'm talking about like <laughs> like like Vader's TIE in um, episode 4 is, is, is supposed to be a TIE advanced yeah that's how you know that's what they've always called it the the um, solar panels on this are are curved more. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, literally like curves. They're not quite a C, but they're right. They're very good. And the the tie advance has kind of a bent wing. It's not really as curved. I mean, it's right. more of a bend than than a curve. That's just nitpicky, I guess. But <laughs> but, but I'm, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And so so it's it's interesting to me. It looks like I think this was a problem with with episode uh, the the prequels. Um, that the ships and thing looked very shiny and new, and they're supposed to be older technology. Yeah, and it looked newer, kind of. I think, like like the Naboo starfighters look looked fresher and newer than X wings. Yeah, but X wings still look cooler. So I'm, I don't know, whatever. I but the same way I think with this, I think this I like I like the design of this tie than I do Vader's tie. Yeah, and so but and so it's it's interesting to see how that progresses into what. Vader's tie right. eventually becomes. Well, you got a couple years between. Oh yeah, you've got yeah, you've got plenty of time. Between. You got plenty of time for that to evolve or devolve or however right. it works. You know, I, I liked it. Um, we officially find out this episode that Ezra is fifteen because he turns fifteen. This episode has been fourteen till now. Yeah. So he's only a couple years younger than Sabine. Go girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the Empire Greatest Hits. You you went when you said that in the synopsis. I started thinking of. You know all the songs that the Empire <laughs> could sing. You know you have you have Palpatine, "My Heart Will Go On." I'm just, I, just I would like to hear Palpatine sing "My Heart Will Go On." It just it just yeah, far <laughs> wherever you are. Yeah, Somewhere it kind of went it kind of went downhill from there in my mind. <laughs> I'm over here kind of going, uh, starting laughing to myself going, "That that's something that needs." To Vader happen. singing "Cats in the Cradle." Cats in the cradle in the suit. I can't do Vader. That would be funny. <laughs> hey, fans out there, if you can make that happen, I would love that. I would love that, to hear that Vader. Needs to happen. I need to hear Vader sing Cats in the Cradle. That's what yeah. I really need. And Yoda in the House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> okay. I, just, I don't know why. It just needs to happen. Uh, I could probably do that one. I, probably, I do a pretty good Yoda, so yeah. I have to think about it. That needs to happen. I may I may do that for next week. Anyway, All right, um, we're, uh, yeah, I kind of tangent. I, <laughs> and you know what I thought was funny is the um, empire, the the imperial march as an actual march then led us to find our empire dubstep. Yes, that's how we found the dubstep. That, that was, was that was our personal tangent that led us right. off into going hmm dubstep. Well, because. Well, uh, Ethan was humming a dubstep version of the Imperial March. It's like, well, I wonder if there was one. He found one. I found another one. And I think the one I found was a little. The one you found had a lot of extra Star Wars effects in it. And it yeah. This was just like straight music, which I thought was very cool. It's yeah. A, it's a little with a little bit of Vader breath in it. So it was pretty awesome. So it's very cool. Well, we're gonna play the whole uh, song at the end of this episode, so you you get a bonus. Woo. So and then uh, we'll put it post a link at the bottom of this episode where we found it, so you can support. Um, we, we, did, we found it on YouTube, but so you, what was the guy's name? Um, uh, 
L D U K music. Ludic music, I guess. No, I think it's all capital letters, so you can use yeah L D U K. And uh, then we'll put well because we're barring your Imperial March, we're gonna uh, support you. <laughs> yeah, go you. Right. I, I was super impressed with it. it. Made me extremely happy. So yeah, Star Wars Imperial March dubstep burstep mix. Cool what stuff. Up? Cool stuff. I enjoyed it. So cool, cool and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you get to listen to it at the end of the episode, the whole thing. So um, very cool. Um, what do you think about SIBO? I like that. I, I, okay. Have you seen The Longest Day? No. Okay. There is a scene in The Longest Day in which they're trying to... It, it's a old American World War II movie. Okay. All right? It has a whole bunch of really famous actors in it. British... American, German, gotcha. French actors. A whole lot of famous. Because they all brought them together and were like, we're going to make this one epic movie. Really good. Yeah. But there is this scene where the British Army is trying to land, trying to move equipment off the beach. Because mm-hmm. they've just landed. And they're having a problem getting the tank started. And like the colonel, the major, the general, I don't know, British guy, comes over with a huge walking stick. And he's like, what seems to be a problem they're like, it won't start. And he's like, what my grandmother always said, anything mechanical, just give it a big whack. And he hits it over, he hits it, and it starts up and it takes off. Right? That's what, first thing when Ezra, like, headbutts. Right. And, like, magically everything fixes. I was like, yes, anything, any mechanical problems can be fixed with a headbutt. <laughs> Things I thought was interesting about SIBO, uh, well, mainly SIBO's headset, because the headset we've seen, we've seen, I've, we've seen the Empire Strikes right. Back, because Lobot has one. And um, Lobot doesn't talk, and you're you only like in film. I, I guess in canon because there's nothing. I and, and a fan may correct me on this, but as far as I know, in canon, it. I mean, it, there's no real expi- explanation of what it does. From the expanded universe, from what I understand, is that it, he's connected to Cloud City's computer. Yeah, he's like a walking embodiment of Cloud City's computer. He was also a criminal. This was basically his 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 punishment was you know he's he could go to jail or you could you know wear this thing and he ends up wearing this thing. And um, I like how or I really hate how the Empire does this. Man, you get a job at the Empire, they're like, all right, you're doing a good job. We're gonna make you ninety percent more more productive by giving you a machine. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna plug you into this thing. And um, I liked how the I it had hollow emitters, which I thought was neat. Yeah. And so that all these cool. holographic plans show up because that's what Sibo is holding. Sibo is holding all these all these uh, imperial secrets, and that's why they want him. And schematics to ships and yeah. troop transport, you know, troop layouts. And the only thing the only thing I don't like about Sibo is the fact that he then served as comic relief for the episode. Kind of. And that's I was okay. Like, I was like, you're doing... I, it, it just bugged me, you know? Cause, because it's a, it's a sad thing, you know? It's not supposed to be funny. That right. It's all messed up. And then they were like, oh, no, no, way too much tension, way too much tension, let's make it funny. Well, yeah. And he, I mean, he was... I think it would have... It would have... I would have appreciated it more if they were like, no, this is a really bad thing that the Empire does. Not like, oh, it's bad, but we're going to make fun of it, too. I don't know if they really make fun of it. I mean, I... I... Okay, him running into everything and falling down? I mean, come on. I think, I mean, that's just... I didn't really notice him that much. I, I know they kind of pushed him onto the ground. He looks... He's more he's more ex-drunk than anything. But He runs directly into a door. I've been that drunk. <laughs> and everyone's You've been just like, that drunk. Oh. I'm just like, come on, guys. We've been that drunk together. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, speaking of drunk... I loved uh, in the parade, Kanan's. Oh, so, so let me back up. Oh, that's so, so fun. All right, so Sabine and uh, basically Sabine and Zeb are trying to do a um, a distraction so Kanan can go blow up this new tie. And uh, Sabine has the world's tiniest firework. It's a, it's, it's a firework grenade. I it's, like it. It's a yeah, it's a firework grenade and. She has Zeb throw it in the sky, and it's very pretty, and all that. Everybody's looking at it while Kanan's trying to put um, uh, detonators on the 
on the tie, and then he gets caught by the Imperials, and he's like, look, man, the colors, the colors, they're like a rainbow. So he first starts out acting like he's high as a kite. Oh, drunk. I thought I got drunk. And then, well, it kind of turns into, I am super drunk. Right. And I loved how he just becomes, like, the epitome of the America, America, that meme yeah. You know, he just becomes mad. Party. Party. And I was just like, oh, well, they went there. And I now appreciate it so much more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of... All right, I, I wonder if there's that guy out there, though. He's got, like, he's like on Tatooine. he got a speeder up on... Uh, up on uh, well, you know, I guess they don't have wheels. Like, so, so if you can't jack a speeder up on wheels, I guess it's... How, Spinners. Or how high can you get your, your speeder to go? That's it. No, I'm thinking, like, you know, you have it's the like stabilizing repulse, wings. Yeah. You have the stabilizing wings that just have spinners on them. Right. You know? And he has, like, this giant subwoofer. Oh, gotcha. Right? And he's just, like, flying the Empire flag. <laughs> holding his, shooting his blaster in the air going, Empire! That's what I'm seeing. Well, the flip side is there a bunch of, like, rebel guys who are doing the same thing. Yeah. I can see the rebel guys. <laughs> the old republic shall rise again. You have the old, you have the, uh, the old republic guys are, like, in those really beat down land speeders. Mm-hmm. Like, the really beat up ones. And then. My, my real question is, where would you put the Dukes of Hazard <laughs> in this? Like, which side? Yeah, where would you put them? I, they were totally rebels. Totally <laughs> rebels. <laughs> Just good old boy. <laughs> exactly. Totally rebels. I want to see the Dukes of Hazard Star Wars Rebels mix up. I, I they they do not fit into the mold of an empire and an imperial people. <laughs> Their speeders painted orange and they got the rebel symbol <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> they ramp it off. They're ramping all stuff. Everything. <laughs> oh, that needs to happen now. Boss Hog's a hut. <laughs> That needs to happen. Uh, uh. Roscoe P. Coltrane is the worst ISB agent ever. ever. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Name them Duke boys and their Jedi powers. <laughs> For our foreign listeners who may not know what we're listening talking to, or to the younger crowd, <laughs> please go to YouTube and look up Dukes of Hazard, and then you're welcome. <laughs> Happen, I, I love our international listeners, and, and I want to make sure uh, they're on, on par. And they're so confused half the time. I almost <laughs> guarantee it. I'm, I, we're confused most Look, of the time. What are these we do crazy this. Americans talking about? And so, but we love you. We're, oh, that's funny. Oh, I'm crying. That's I so had, funny. <laughs> uh, that needs to happen. You know, you know, you watch that on. E and T, because they know drama. <laughs> they know we drama. drama. They know drama. Oh um, wow. I'm just checking the time. We're only at 32 minutes, but oh, we got a lot more to talk about. We do. So, okay. ISB agent mm-hmm. Callus calls Inquisitor. Yeah, who's got the sweetest helmet ever? Right. First thing in my mind. First thing that pops into my mind. Help me, Inquisitor. You're my <laughs> only hope. hope. <laughs> I really wanted that. Callus, I really wanted Callus, that to be there. Callus or his mutton chops are not going to admit to that. Oh, his mutton chops are just. <laughs> I still love how his helmet protects his mutton chops. Right, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, that's I, I, the best part about it. That's the only it. reason why he has the helmet. I know. It's like, right. I can't, ma- the mutton chops cannot get hurt. I can't, I can't mess up my prized mutton chops. So great. So, so great. But yeah, that helmet. Yeah. That helmet, man. Whew. That's good stuff. <laughs> it's like Renaissance style sheet, you know, right. plate, plate metal helmet mixed with Weird materials that I, are out of this world. I kind of think of uh, Gladiator when yeah, you know, when Russell Pro right yeah. wears that when he when he first fights in Rome and he's like, you know, what's your name, Gladiator? Take off your helmet. Like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Um, so good. Were you surprised Ezra's family were in the Proto Rebellion? No, I was not. Okay, I kind of was. I th- I. I didn't expect them. I expected. I I had always assumed that they were k- killed or captured or something by the Empire. Um, I didn't realize it was as far back as it was. That yeah, I as far back as it was. Yes, that did take me for a loop. Because I was, uh, I kind of called his parents being. Because Ezra Ezra's was seven when he was 
if they well if they took him on if they took them on Empire Day he would have been seven. Yeah. But most likely he was six when and so he's been on the streets since he was six. Yeah. That's a tough break. Right. That that did take me for a surprise though. I did kind of call his parents being a part of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Because because why else would he be so cool with joining a rebel group? You know. Well, I, you don't you, you don't well, make that decision lightly, and they're kind of like uh, it, it just made it. It was just kind of easy for me to take that. See, see, that see. Jump. I, I I contend that he doesn't join a rebel group. I think the group is a rebel group. Don't get me wrong. I I don't think that's why he joins. You know, at first in in uh, Spark of Rebellion, he follows them because he steals their right the, the stuff they're stealing. And then when he finds out his guns, he wants a cut of the, he wants a, a piece of the cut because right. he's you know rightfully you know I'm you know I stole this from you kind of thing, and then the Jedi stuff kind of starts happening, and I think he ends up wants to be trained as a Jedi. I think the rebellion stuff is there's that one scene in Tarkin Town where he, oh oh you help people, and I think, but I don't think he's going in there to join a rebellion group. I think he's going on because he's 14 and is having this. Maybe grand adventure, know. and I think I think over time he's appreciated the fact that he's in a, a rebellion group because I think that's what this episode try, is trying to teach him is the when he runs off after he finds out you know when he you know they're looking for a roadie and he recognizes that it's Sibo and he goes to his tower and kind of sulks a bit and then he that's why I think you have the the flashback voices of his mom and his dad talking about how, helping people. I think that kind of reminds him what they did. Yeah. And his next action is to go find Sibo. Right. I don't, you know, I think, I I think here's when he realizes he's in a rebellion group. I, I, I think this is, for him, a turning point in the cause. <clears throat> I think prior before that is that he didn't mind helping people, but his primary goal was to be trained as a Jedi. Okay. And I, I can get on board And I think that. I think now... His focus is broadened, and I right. and and I think this will come again. Spoiler alert! I've seen all the episodes, but um, this will come up again in a few episodes. Yeah, and, and and I think the point will be driven home. But and so this is kind of foreshadowing what's what's to come a couple of, couple right. of episodes later. Interesting thing about Sibo, all of his dialogue was written in English first, uh-huh. and then translated into an alien language. Which would have been Rodian. <laughs> yeah. Which would have been Rodian. Dang. You're blowing up, sir. <laughs> it's a busy day. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. That they wrote everything out in English first and then tried to... Right. And they were like, hey, you should speak Rodian. Right. Make it happen, Lucas Group. S- and I, yeah, they do. They, they, they do. I like Sabine who speaks everything. We learned in Noise of Distress, she, she spoke Sequalish. Yeah. And then she speaks... Uh, well, Arodia. you got to think, she was top of her class in the Imperial Academy. Yeah, but this So is, she is a smart cookie. Right. Well, she, oh, yeah, she is a She's very smart. It wouldn't take much to be top of the class of the Empire Academy because they're all just terrible. No, but, no, 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 depending on where she went in the Imperial Academy. Good point, good point. I mean, but we know she's a smart cookie, and I don't know. I think I, I think it's just a part of it's a part of being worldly, if you will. Right. And Sabine is worldly, so she would know how to communicate with. She can hear it. I don't think she can speak it. Because we don't have that yet. We don't have the. Th- we don't know if she can speak it. Well, I don't know if she speaks Rodian. We know she speaks Aquilish. We saw right. her speak Aquilish. We, we know she qu- speaks Aquilish. I think it's one of those things that she has learned how to understand. I think it's a part of this society to learn to know a whole bunch of languages. See, I think that too. But then again, you got protocol droids. Like your three PS speaks like eight million languages. Yeah. And so, if, why learn a language when you have a protocol droid who can translate? Well, not everyone can afford a protocol droid. Or there, I mean, I, th- I think in this society there's enough machines out there that could. I mean, it's just. Well, I think if you were, if you're on the street, you would want to learn. Right. A lot, and Ezra just hasn't because he hasn't had time. Right. But, you know, as a as a merchant or a mercenary right. or however, you would want to learn as many languages as possible mm-hmm. so you could do business as easily as possible. Oh, because I'm... not everyone can speak basic. Well. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, not everyone can speak basic. But it looks like it seems like everyone can understand basic. Right. And so 
I know, like, there's a Clone War episode where they bring a bunch of Talls, but Talls are not, are not known to be very smart. Yeah. And so, you know, anyway. <laughs> Talls are cute. Neither are Jawas, but that's besides. Uh, Jawas are smart. Come on. Jawas are amazing. They, 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 they have, uh, they've hobbled together a junk business on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they hobble things. They, I think they're smart. They're, I think their, their ingenuity is, is, I mean, breaks them apart from everyone else. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't class them as the top of the line smart individuals. No, I would, I don't know. There probably are some brilliant ones on there. Probably. Like everyone else. I can't wait till we get Jaws on, on Rebels, though. That'd be neat. That'd be pretty cool. I, I'd be on board with that. I wonder if they're going to go to Tatooine. See, the next season speculation. Or later this season speculation. Yeah. I'd like to see them go to Tatooine. That'd be fun. Um, wow. We are out of things to talk about. No, we're not. We can always, there's always stuff we can talk about. <laughs> we can put more shows on ENT. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we know drama. <laughs> um, it's, so, yeah, I said the whole Ezra thing surprised me. His parents thing surprised me a little bit. Um, I, I'm curious to know if they're alive or not. I'm, you know, I'm up there with the two week contingent going, I'm not sure if, yeah. if, if they're. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to hold out hope. I'll go yes. <laughs> all right. We'll see who's right. We'll see who's right. I honestly don't remember. Because I've seen all the episodes, too. And I can tell you right now, I honestly don't remember. Yeah, Knowing you, yeah, you don't remember much anyway. Hey, if it's not my phone, it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but I, I don't see the Empire keeping them alive. Well, we know they don't keep a lot of people alive. The two, two, or the two episodes they had, the dead Jedi. Yep. And that was... Creepily new. That's when we first met the Inquisitor. Right. That's three episodes ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. That's been a while. Yep. Um. I, I wasn't crazy about Kane in this episode. I don't know why. <laughs> Zeb was kind of funny though. Yeah. Zeb's all like, I like how Zeb is about to shoot um, Callus and. The Inquisitor shows up and Kane is like, you know, shoot that guy instead. I'm like, okay, first of all, we know Ka- the Inquisitor has force powers. I doubt that dude's going to get shot. Callus, on the other hand, take him out. <laughs> I I see why um, Kane wanted not to shoot Callus and shoot the Inquisitor first. Because at that current moment, the Inquisitor posed more of a threat than Callus did. Yeah, but I mean, you. I mean, he's fought. He's fought. Uh, right, right. But uh, you want to. But what he did was he shot at the Inquisitor and blew up the Tie Fighter behind him. Right. Which then slowed him down. Right. Look at you with right. tactics. Right. Because because <laughs> the Inquisitor would have just looked across the alley, recognized who it was, force leaped, dead. <laughs> force leaped, dead. You don't want that to happen. So you want to you, you attack the the strongest opponent first. To hopefully slow them down, and then you, if if that succeeds, then you can work on doing other things. I see, I see the tactics behind it. I don't. <coughs> excuse me. I don't. It didn't work. <laughs> well, it slowed them down, but yeah, it didn't you know didn't do what it needed to do. Um, oh, oh, Imperial Grand Transports have autopilot, and I think that's gonna be interesting. The tra- the troop transport has an autopilot. Yeah. Why? Why? And I'm like, does she mean cruise control? <laughs> and why like, does it have autopilot? I'm very... It's like, well, we have a five-hour stretch. I'm going to take a nap, autopilot. <laughs> and it's like, I don't get it. Why Why do you have autopilot on a troop transport? I don't know. Because uh, it's, it's got to be short range. Maybe. There, I mean, they, okay. Come on, it's a short range vehicle. So, so, do you think it's like run by G, like a, like a GPS, or does it have like a sensors a, on the front or a droid? Well, how does how does a how does a starship run on autopilot? I would okay. Canon wise, I don't know. And the expanded universe, I do know. Like, the, let's look at the Falcon. The Falcon has two two nav computers. Yeah. That hate each other. Yes. <laughs> the Falcon doesn't work because it has two computers. It doesn't. That doesn't. They don't talk they don't to talk, what, right. Right. Well, to, and that's why when in Empire three PS are like your computer talks funny. You know, you know, it has an odd way of speaking because it's two of them and they hate each other. 
And so that's why the Falcon never does like needs to work when it needs to. And so I can understand. I can understand if there's a droid or something, right? Or, 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 or like when an X-wing wants to go in autopilot, the droid right, takes right, over. Right, right, R2 flies that thing. The R2 flies that. That makes sense to me. Right. But how does a big ship run on autopilot? Is it all based on sensors? Is it all the is? Oh, like the Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's all computer based. Is it all? But but here's my question: Is it computer based based on location? Like GPS style, is it or is it based on sensors? So if you're running on autopilot, and all of a sudden an asteroid flies in your path, will you dodge the asteroid, or will it just be like, oh, I need to go three, and just go cramming right into it? I think they're sophisticated enough to either stop or move out of the way. I don't know. That's, 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 that's my question. That's the thing about you know when going to hyperspace, you gotta do all those calculations so yes. you don't fly themselves into a moon or a right. sun, or a sun or an asteroid belt or whatever. I figure what I can try to remember what Han said. Uh, I just know it's not jump, jump beside us, jump into a supernova or an asteroid field. I think it's something. It's not like flying crops, boy. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that's my question: is 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 the is the autopilot? How intelligent is the autopilot? Like an autopilot on an airplane in our universe is based solely on sensors. It can go. It can detect altitude. Mm-hmm. And barren, mm-hmm. but that's it. That's no, it doesn't work because you. Uh, Mythbusters did a cool thing about you can. Um, so if a pilot has a heart attack, you can land a plane. The, on, it almost lands itself. You can. You can almost. Right. You can almost land a plane with autopilot now. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's awesome. But when Star Wars first came out, that was unheard of. Right, it was all sensor based. Now all all you know kind of. You have heading, right, and altitude. That's all you could do, right? So you would have to think that they based the autopilot in ships off of that same sort of technology. At the time, but I mean, yeah. but that would be canon. Yeah, only if they said something about it, right? And they, and if going off that logic, if if they're looking at rebels and they're looking at today's technology, I think they would. Would upgrade it, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I. I just have something I don't think they think about that we do. That's why we're fans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's what us fan fanboys get to speculate right. about. We're not we're not busy about fan making girls, money. We're fan not, people. We're not busy about worrying about if we have enough money to make the next episode. Right. We're about the logistics of. Right. Well, who does this work? Oh. We'd be fired in an instant. We're all like, all right, so there's <laughs> Shut a... Shut up, Scotty and Ethan, we don't care. There's a th- three... Wait, how does the autopilot work? There's a three-bladed lightsaber. How is that even possible? Shut up, I'm doing it! <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, overall, what'd you think? I enjoyed this episode. I, I really <laughs> you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed this episode. Period. No. I, I episode did. good. Episode good. Ethan happy. I do. I, I really like this one because, like I said before, it's you have Ezra kind of toying with the dark emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, getting all sad about his birthday and Empire Day and all of that fun and exciting stuff. He's he's kind of about that, which then leads him it it makes him flirt with the dark side and and that's something that may or may not come up in the future i'm gonna go bank on get may yeah i it almost has to right because i mean you 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 gotta see um we've already seen it in an early episode where when he helped when he saved zeb from agent callus yeah that's an emotional response that's a dark side response right you're not supposed to use the force out of emotion and that's what he does to save zeb Right. Well, in this, in the Jedi we know now, you're not supposed to. Right. And, I mean, that's that's canon. Of course, if you go to Expanded Universe and or Legacy, you'll learn that, that the way the Jedi is, the way the Jedi we see now is completely different than right. the way it was meant to be. You know, you're meant to be in tuned with, you're meant to use your motions to help be, help yourself become powerful, but at the same time, you're able, you're supposed to balance the dark between the the good and the dark. Right. There was no one side or the other. Right. It was both. Right. And, you know, legend has it those were the most powerful Jedis that this universe has ever seen. Right. 
because they were so in tune with both sides, they could use their emotions to make, you know, to, to use their force better. I think that's interesting. That's something that I've personally delved into because I like that idea. See, that's the kind of Jedi you want to be. Yeah, I mean, because those guys were hardcore, man. They, I just want to be a smuggler or a scoundrel. They were, they were hardcore. <laughs> hardcore, bro. Hardcore. I, um, I too liked this episode. Um, I will admit it starts slow, finishes strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the Empire Parade stuff is hilarious and fun. And then I like the chase scenes kind of lame, but not too bad. Yeah. it's It leaves a lot to be desired. It's a little forced. But then, I, I, you know, I, that said, the Sebo's an interesting character to me. And I like the fact we're seeing kind of into Ezra's past. Yeah. And um, I like the nuances that we've talked about, like the Imperial Cable Network. <laughs> I think that's neat and and that they have stuff like that. So. Well, I mean, it it plays in line with the true dictatorship. Right, right. You, you, know, you, you, have, you have empire-driven everything. Well, there's an empire shopping network. Probably. ESN. The ESN. ESPN. Empire Sports. Death Star Mall. Yeah. Star Destroyer Mall. Yeah. Has a magazine. Space Mall. Space Mall. Have a magazine. Get to order all the all the space waffles you can desire. Mm, space waffles. Yeah. You missed that episode where we got to see space, space waffles. Space waffles, right? Yeah. Melee run fruit. <laughs> Get my melee run jam. <laughs> uh, defeat, yes. defeat the Empire with the board melee run. Yeah. Um, That's the secret weapon. I think. Um, to heck with photon torpedoes. I like the 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 cliffhanger where Sibo um, knows what happened to Ezra's parents. Yeah. And so you know, wait till next week to find out what happens. But that's very cool. Um, hey, the chopper got chopped. Chopper wasn't a jerk. Chopper down. Chopper down. Chopper down. Uh, chopper wasn't. Uh, Maybe we'll get an attitude adjustment. <laughs> I don't think so. No, probably make him more, more cantankerous. I, um, we didn't see much of him. He wasn't much of a jerk. No, he's not really there. He didn't see Hera much either. Hera was kind of like, I like that pretty ship. I hate to blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> and she was all like, get the people off me because my shields are going down. She didn't do much this episode. <laughs> I don't know if you, but not you, everyone can be star, Scotty. I know. I just wanted all episode all, Hera all the time. Which would have been last week's episode. Yeah, you missed out. I missed out the hair episode. That would have been that would have been the ultimate fan. I'd have been like, I love Hera in this episode. If if you and I were to do it, it would have been the ultimate fanboy episode. Yeah, Hera and Sabine. I bet you we get we'll get another one of those. Hopefully, that'd be fun. Um, we should do it. Before we end this, uh, I want to talk about. Uh, would you have it ready? And I had lunch bar, but I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it. Um, so Marvel's got the Star Wars license again because um, to do comics yes. because um, yes. you know, Marvel's with DC with uh, excuse me Marvel's with Disney Star Wars is with Disney it just makes sense to bring everything it's the, all gonna the... be so good and so um, <laughs> sorry I, I'm not fanboying out or anything I picked I'm up I picked out. up Kanan the Last Panel one issue one and it's epic it is everything I wanted in in a my question is simply this. Uh-huh. What age group is it geared towards? Is it geared towards our age group yeah, it's, or it's, a younger age group? It's our gr- age group. It's it's written for us. So it's more gritty? I don't know if it's more gritty, but it's it's it, I think it's I think it's in tone with Star Wars comics. Okay. I can get it. I can get on board with that. Yeah, it's not it's it's not geared it's not too kiddy. It's like Rebels. Rebels is not too kiddy. It's kind of Rebels has a, a, a reach for all of us. That's why right. we're you know, a, we're podcasting it, and we're not seven. Um, yeah, the, it's, uh, true. it's true. I think um, the the issue is uh, I don't know, geared to thirteen, uh, maybe up twelve, up whatever. Um, it happens during the Clone Wars. Um, so Kanan's young; he's like thirteen. He's like Ezra's age, which wow. is kind of neat. And uh, it's him and his Jedi Master and a bunch of clone. It's like an episode of the Clone Wars. It's uh, it's very sweet. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. Sounds like a good time. I'm typing. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't have any news. Um. Other, you know, if bounce off of Marvel. Other than I've started watching Daredevil. <laughs> My God, that show is amazing. <laughs> 
But that's neither here nor. Yeah, I'm trying to convince Scotty for all of you Daredevil fans who might also like Star Wars. I'm trying to convince him that we should do a podcast on Daredevil. I think I'm close. Fingers I, crossed. I'm, I'm up for anything. You know, the Mobcast Network. We don't shy away from doing shows. <laughs> I um, think. I, I think. And that's actually something that Lissa will do with us and watch constantly because she. I've I have made her now addicted to that show, and she does not like me for it because she had she's she's watching Crossing Jordan, all of it. It's terrible. <laughs> no offense to Crossing Jordan fans out there. No, no, but it's it no it's not the show is not terrible. Right, right? the show is actually pretty decent. It's just that I have a phone call. There's so many of them. Are you gonna answer that? I am gonna answer it. I'm gonna hold on. Hey, Max? Yeah. Hey, you're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Hi, Hello. Max. So say hi, say hi to our fans. Oh, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> right, you're... Yeah, we're... Uh, me and Ethan are just finishing up our Star Wars Rebellion podcast. Uh, on the phone is Max from uh, Memory Card Radio. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Max. I'm the, I'm the general manager of the Los Angeles, California Papa John's. I'm here to join the podcast. Yay. <laughs> Do you have my pizza? They call it for pizza and they're playing it off like they're calling me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with the pizza boy. Pizza boy door, <laughs> good, good. You know, Los Angeles is a very long way from West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so we're finishing this up and I will meet you shortly? Yes, absolutely. In the lab. Alrighty. Ooh, see, the fans are like, what lab? We're like, we're building a Frankenstein. You just don't... It's true. Right. It's true. I'm sure we're not building a Frankenstein. We're building a Frankenstein's monster. You're the union. I guess it would be a Scotty and Max's monster then, right? There you go. So we're, we're up to more Star Wars shenanigans in, in our in our uh, audio lab. So. Uh, Max, I will see you... Star Wars. I hear they're really good. Star Wars are fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max. We'll catch you soon. All right. I'll see you I'll shortly. Bye. Well, that was fun. That's a great way to end the episode. Yeah. Um. Good. So you can follow me at at Scotty White. You can follow us up at the network at at Mobcast Network. Uh, you can follow Ethan at at Ethan Young nineteen ninety one. I know it now. Yay. Woo! Um. Or on Facebook, just look for me. Yeah, we're around. Um, we're around. And so uh, I'm going to end with. Um, some cool dubstep music, and then at the end of the, uh, the comments and stuff, you can see links to, to get to these cool dubstep folk. And with that, I'm out of here. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Yay, Empire Day! Woo!
Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.